headstrong. We're taking you on. <laughs> headstrong. We'll take on motherfucking anyone as long as they stay at least six feet away and actually just get the fuck out of my house. Get off my get off my lawn. Get out of my I lawn. Think the, I think the singer of Trapped would say, I'll take on anyone who says you should stay six feet away, you know, because yes. freedom is very important to this man. The- Right, right, right. Yes, this man has been very tread Personal on. Freedom. Um, we are our neck veins are bulging, our pants are sagging, stoppies, our roids are raging because this week or this whatever period of uh, obligatory time passing, uh, we are going to be digging in to one of the most uh, insufferable bands of the current moment in our nightmare apocalypse that we um, find ourselves in. This is uh, a big, big topic, everybody. A big, nice, nice distraction uh, from the real issues of the day, uh, which is band fucking trapped. And more specifically, Chris Taylor Brown, the lead singer of said band trapped, spelled, of course, T-R-A-P-T. Let me tell you right now, (laughs) they did not finish high school. So (laughs) I'm sure... I'm sure that was the spelling, uh, the best that they could do. Um, and they, they're not spell checking here. Stoppy is it's, uh, the band trapped who would be very content to fade into perpetual. I hate the early aughts obscurity. If not for the fact that the lead singer, the other, other terrible Chris Brown is a massive, <laughs> massive raging fucking hard on for our boy, the Prez, Donald Trump. So that's why we're talking about trapped. We're talking trapped. We're trapped inside. We're trapped with you. And it's trapped in we're, we're, <laughs> we're also trapped here with our good friend in front of the pod, Stephen Perrier. Hey guys, love you, love you both, love the pod. Um, so so honored to be on the show to listen to this absolutely dog shit album with you both. <laughs> yeah, and likewise, we're excited to experience it with you. Stefan is my old uh, friend from the internet. That's from, right, from way back in the day, from web web one web 1.0, easy e- board, easy board. It was Dragon Ball Z that brought us together. And now it might be trap that drives us apart. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, so I think that this is appropriate because you two met each other while being internet edgelords uh, mm-hmm. as teenagers. That's and right. uh, mm-hmm. this band is really like emblematic of that, uh, of that knee jerk teenage angsty uh, internet culture. Uh, we're, but I, I don't mean to lump you in with Trapped in any way. Uh, I don't mean to assume. Did you? What was your relationship with Trapped, Stefan? I imagine you're a dis- you have a discerning taste. You must have thought that this uh, shit was awful. I, I so I think I told Mike this before, but my earliest memory of Trapped is for some reason when I was a, in high school. I went to, I, I grew up in the in the suburbs of Chicago. So I had gone to this like shitty high fidelity store. I've, I was probably stoned. I don't know why I was there. Um, maybe, I think maybe because my friends were obsessed with buying like those um, audio head plates for their shitty beater cars. And maybe we're there to get one of those. <laughs> 
And I just remember, I think I probably was pretty stoned. And they were just blasting Trapped Headstrong, the music video in this tweeter center. And I just like, I just have this memory of seeing the video over and over again. And it was just so like, like when you're stoned, you know, sometimes you really feel like you perceive things uh, either better for worse. Um, so for like example, I once watched The Rock while really stoned and that made it terrible. Um, and, <laughs> and, and, and I love Nick Cage, so that's even worse. But I remember being stoned and hearing Trapped and just being like, holy fuck, I got to get out of here. <laughs> so my, my friend was trying to buy like a, a you know, a audio head plate thing for his like $300 Mercury Tracer. And I just remember sitting outside being like, I just never want to hear that ever again. That was terrible. Yeah. See, so Trapped was interesting because I knew at the outset and I was always a budding young hater. Like, I think I think I cultivated an air of superiority with my music taste from the very beginning. It was always like, hell yeah. Yeah. Right. Be a dickhead about everything, everything that people enjoyed. That's the point. Because (laughs) exactly, exactly. That, you know, was an identity when you have no self-esteem. Just just hate things creatively. Um, Here I am. (laughs) I have self-esteem now, guys. Yeah, I think I think that's all of our growth is that we stopped being edgelord reactionaries and we actually grew to believe in things and have morals and and aspire instead of just reacting like a dumbass douchebag edgelord right we're just yeah. at we're edgelord proactive yeah exactly that we're makes activists it all yeah exactly we're yeah so um point being i knew instinctively to hate trapped i also think that probably again mentioned him before dr david thorpe something awful probably got me into hating trap but i do distinctly remember there were two moments and two memories that i have in my adolescence of being in a car uh there was okay so there was the story i had with the juggalo where i had somebody tell me that they had that they liked icp and i made them walk home <laughs> and it wasn't even my car Shame but i was like you. you need to get out of the car and now i take it all back i love yeah, yeah. juggalos they're responsible it's not good practice heather i know <laughs> i know the intersectionality right um <laughs> juggalos are great uh thank you for recognizing that not one juggalo life should be endangered by uh, a gathering this summer congratulations to you guys what leaps and bounds ahead of chris taylor brown let me let me tell you what but um so i remember that and then i remember um in my friend bev's car we were driving and i think she probably like we used to go to so many shows when we were in high school and so she probably like got this album like a trapped like whatever album for like it was probably like given away at some show remember they used to like promo single yeah totally yeah right they would just give them away after shows and i remember seeing it and being like nope and I picked it up out of the little that those giant accordion sized fucking <laughs> like booklets of oh, yeah. and just pulled it out and frisbeed it out the window. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, nope. <laughs> like, that's how I felt about traps. It went higher um, than it ever did on the charts. <laughs> well, no. So that's it was actually thing. Headstrong it was, was a, a big it was a, a big one song. It was a it's precisely their one hit. It was it was a big one hit wonder. And it was a, at around the time. And I know we're going to we're going to talk about this because it's a weird thing that we found out, which is that Trapped kind of bridges this gap between, 
you know, early aughts, butt rock and early mm-hmm. aughts, like pop punk emo in a yeah. way that I was not in any way expecting. Um, but that was definitely like a way that me as a young, more pop punk emo kid had to like draw my line in the sand and be like, no, no, no. Like this shit is this shit is jockey, you know, fucking trash. What about you, yeah. Mike? Dem? What, did, what did you think of Trapped? Uh, it's it's funny. I'm I'm glad you told your stories because I also have a very specific trap story. <laughs> I love um, it. <laughs> it's it was either you know I was aware of trapped. I knew headstrong, and I also knew that song that was like, "Please help me, cause I'm breaking down." Like those were both getting played pretty heavily on. I believe that's called Still Frame. Yeah, Still Frame. Uh, um, Stefan listened to this album three times. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we did not tell Stefan that he should do this or that it was recommended to do this, like health wise. But here we are. Yeah, but yeah, by by two thousand two, I was pretty firmly entrenched in like the punk scene and going through that whole transformation and stuff. So I had discarded butt rock at that time. Um, so I didn't really pay much mind, but then I do have this very specific memory where in like 2004, 2005, I was a senior in high school. I was on the executive committee and I was in student senate. So I had the privilege of being able to like during study hall sit in like the like student government office, which was like a closed door little room uh, where we could just like fuck around unsupervised basically during the day. It was pretty tight. Um, but you know, almost everyone else that was in student government was like a jock type. Um, and so I would be coming in there, you know, and bring in, there's a CD player in there and I would bring in like Fugazi repeater and like fucking, I remember I brought in the Pogues one time and I put on the Pogues and like this girl that was in there with me was just like, so this is a joke, right? Like band is this isn't serious right like this what they're doing is a joke didn't you just tell them it was a dropkick murphy's album (laughs) (laughs) see these kids were even too like they weren't even tuned into dropkick murphy's at this time dropkick murphy's was still like punk and underground like the the jocks hadn't even caught on yet which they would very soon they hadn't shipped up to boston yet no yeah it was the first nail in the coffin was tessie the red Sox song and then the the final nail in the coffin was shipping off to boston um but uh you know i just remember one day i was like playing like odalay by beck i was on a big beck kick and this girl was just like suddenly i don't know we were just like i can't take it anymore no more beck no more beck i can't do it (laughs) she's like god i wish there were some other cds in here this other girl was in there was like oh i have this trap cd and the girl was like yes yes please put on trapped please and they put on trapped and they fucking rocked the fuck out to trapped and i had to listen to trapped in that room every day for the next like two and a half weeks trapped in the study hall let me play beck again you were held hostage you were literally <laughs> trapped <laughs> they're, they're like Rorschach in uh, Watchmen you're not tra- <laughs> I, you're not trapped in here with, or I'm not trapped in here with you you guys are trapped in here with me <laughs> I was definitely trapped in there with them um, wow wow yeah, that was, I got a real taste of trapped there. didn't retain any of it though because this was definitely a fresh experience for me listening to this trapped self-titled album. 
Yeah. So let's let's start by catching people up. So Trapped, very much irrelevant. So came out with this this big album, self-titled mm-hmm. 2002 to 2003 on that little cusp there. Recorded um, in Vancouver. Oh, recorded in Vancouver. Excellent. Um, definitely sold a good amount of copies. Uh, this uh, Headstrong was a big hit. Um, but after that, really faded hard into obscurity, really just kind of like slowly disappeared from the charts. Um, and I mean, uh, which is which is for the best for for many reasons. These guys started out, they were from California and they started out in high school in this band mm-hmm. and and definitely fucking dropped the fuck out of high school to pursue uh to pursue this band and this career. Um and and briefly experienced success but then again faded pretty pretty quickly into obscurity one considered by pretty much everyone to be a one hit wonder and now has briefly become relevant in our covid fucking nightmarescape uh where this kind of shit becomes news and um now they are famous for having the lead singer, Chris Taylor Brown, who has been very clear on their Twitter page that it is him that's responsible for these posts. Um, just going off, going off on Twitter on, uh, you know, the Bernie bitches and <laughs> whining African-Americans um, hashtag white privilege isn't real. This is it's a not real... racist to call the Chinese flu. That's where it's from. That's where it's from. Uh, nothing racist about it, except <laughs> my fucking Twitter profile image is of a Punisher skull made out of the American flag. So here we go. Uh, motherfucker is is fucked. F U C K D, no E. A <laughs> uh, uh, T. F U C K D. Oh, sorry, with a T. I'm fucked. sorry. That's yes. No E. Fucked. <laughs> fucked. Um, this douchebag is off running his motherfucking mouth about um, how coronavirus is a liberal hoax and we're all uneducated sheeple. And, you know, this dude, the guy who wrote the lyrics, headstrong, I'll take you on headstrong to take on anyone i know that you are wrong and this is not where you belong that guy he, he really yeah, and he, go ahead mike he's i'm just gonna say he's been on this sort of endless mm-hmm. twitter tirade for like months at this point Yes, yes, for sure. Hardcore. And well, and because people like us continue to feed him attention, yeah. which is what he craves. He has gotten into uh, fights now with Ice T. Big fight with Ice T. Big fight with Ice T. Do you want to talk about the fight with Ice T? Well, yeah, I'm on the Twitter right now, and it's a pretty recent tweet. Talked with dude who said Ice T outsells Trapped. I said no one sells physical albums anymore, and Trapped has more streaming R music. This is fact. It led to T seeing it and tweeting, I'll see you around, and another half dozen tweets. Now people talk about Ice T and I'm the Octagon. Don't ever say the rest of you Twitterers are not just as crazy as I am. Ice T is not going to step in any ring with me. Your fantasies will not come true. Sorry, you bloodthirsty weirdos. If uh, here's another one. Oh, th- this is just this is from three days ago. If the people of a country are convinced the government should run a central business, you end up with a centrally planned economy and socialism, all caps, two exclamation points. Oh, yeah, I saw that one. 
I don't oh, care yeah. how it is voted for. All those European slash Nordic countries are not socialists. They allow private biz and tax them and redistribute. Our educational system has failed us when so many college kids keep saying democratic socialism is not socialism. Venezuela has 660 or so state-run essential businesses. That is heavily socialist. The U.S. has two, <laughs> the USPS and the VA, different ideology. You, you think Perhaps. his guidance counselor would have, would have tried to keep him in school, but I guess they failed. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. Nobody was trying to keep this asshole in school. So <laughs> He should have become a lobbyist. He, you know, he's cut out for it. Really? Uh, quote, so many of you Bernie bands who are saying we really need to bend over for governors and social distance ourselves until we irreversibly destroy state economies so they can own you with welfare are going to be begging your fans for money. I can already see it. I'll retweet for you. I tried to start a beef with him on Twitter today. Um, it was weird, though. He, like, responded to me right away, but then he didn't take any more of my my bait, so I didn't I didn't. Wait, go. what happened? Well, so I was listening, because I'm a masochist, clearly. I was listening to his acoustic album, and the acoustic <laughs> version of Headstrong has clearly an electric bass on it that's either been overdubbed or played. So I was like... Hey, Mr. Trapped Official, because I don't know, I thought that was his legal name. Um, you know, uh, what's with the electric? What's with the electric instrument on your acoustic album? And he just responded with, "There aren't any." Dot 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 dot. And I was like, "Come on, man! On the first track, you have an electric bass. Don't lie to your fans." Yeah, it was a pretty, it was a pretty tame beef, but it was incredible how fast he responded to me. Oh, it, it sounds like fake. It sounds like fake news, Stefan. Totally. I, I believe Chris in this case. It's all acoustic, dude, baby. Dude is spending all day, every day, fucking <laughs> behind this motherfucking keyboard. So April 15th, this poll goes to show you that most of Twitter is liberal AF and does exactly what mainstream media tells them to. So many NPCs talk, look, act the same. Line up to willfully destroy our economy. 30 million jobs gone by next week. You have a job and think it's safe it's not okay <laughs> so this motherfucker is literally the living embodiment of every fucking idiot that you all and i know you have them still have on your timeline that is fucking up in arms about 5g fucking causing coronavirus and just fucking <laughs> spouting their shit off because they dropped out of high school and they also have low self-esteem and they desperately need to feel that they have some sort of secret magical knowledge that nobody else has that only they have access to because they can read between the lines and watch fucking youtube videos until their eyes bleed this shit is insidious as fuck and we need to talk about it because I do want to say I think Chris Brown, Chris, what's his middle name? It doesn't matter trapped. anymore. I think it's I Chris Trapped Brown. I think his legal his legal name is Trapped Official. I think. <laughs> Chris, Ctob. Uh, Tob. Tob. He's actually he's that slightly different flavor of a uh, COVID idiot, uh, where it's not like the woo woo five G thing, but it's just like the like. Oh, reopening the economy is so vitally important and, and you know, like just the just the thing of like you know we must trade these human lives for the market you know we must i need my panera if, if yeah. he were so concerned about the economy doing well he wouldn't tour because no one goes to their shows so right you know I, i'm sure he doesn't believe in global warming though so i mean you know he's he, he, 
yeah, it's it's totally it's it's as you, as Heather said and as you said, like just this this bankrupt ideology of white male fragility that you see every mediocre white male able to run their mouth off and get attention, and they do like no fucking work like he he posts a poll that's like oh according to rasmussen uh 33 of black people actually uh you know approve of donald trump and it's like motherfucker 77 of black people fucking hate him like <laughs> do you understand what you're posting yeah dude no this dude knows exactly what he's fucking and and what i'm wondering is like why all of a sudden like you know out of nowhere people decided to give a shit what this fucking asshole had to say. But the whole thing about, you know, this show, Make It Stop, a bad music podcast, which we didn't say the name of, but, you know. Uh, Make It Stop, bad music, good times. I'm Mike Dunn. (laughs) I'm Heather Mack. The the joy that I get from this show, like the really like fun shit for me to dig into is like the insufferability of like people's politics. Like I, I like nothing gets me more angry and like, especially again, it's just this like therapeutic way of channeling all of my fury at, um, you know, at something like trapped, which deserves it entirely. But what's so interesting to me is that in March, all of a sudden, everybody fucking gave a shit what this idiot had to say. And he has just been fucking spouting off all of this bullshit ever since. And and, and people are fucking taking the bait left and right, including us. Um, I did see apparently at least we took it just to roast him, you know? That's true. And so that that's the reason why we're talking about it today, Stoppy, is that's why we're here is because, you know, we need to have something to direct our ire towards in this uh, extremely frustrating, difficult nightmare scenario. But also, you know, this fucking douchebag is out there fucking parroting these uh, so shallow, like right wing talking points about this. So, okay, his whole thing, he goes on and on and you can go back. And again, this is really starting in March is when people started paying attention to this. And and, you know, for whatever reason, seeing what this dude had to say and fucking noting it. But he talks all about how the civil rights movement is over, how, you know, black people have just as much uh, power in society today as white people, uh, that they're all a bunch of whiners, um, that anybody who doesn't, you know, pull themselves up by their bootstraps is just, uh, is a, is a whiner and a, and a victim. And it's all victim Mm -hmm. mentality. This shit Uh, fucking sucks. This guy really, really, really sucks. (laughs) It's, it's funny though, because like, you know, this whole thing is a cottage industry for people now, which is if I can adopt, Trump's talking points, I can, you know, take this segment of the country and bring them into whatever makes me money. But it's like, dude, if you felt good enough that your music was was decent, why would you do this? Like, don't you think your music should stand on its own merits? No, you have to parrot all this shit for attention because your music fucking sucks and you know no one will fucking listen to it. And because this is a midlife crisis playing itself out of like him realizing he's not relevant anymore and like it's like you know i i have this ideology that gets people to notice things so i'll just focus solely on that you know Mm -hmm. through the band's account right well yeah and he does say i think there is like a uh 
subtitle for the trapped account, which says, uh, you know, Chris, you know, W Brown is responsible for (laughs) all these tweets or whatever. But I mean, this motherfucker isn't just fucking talking shit and like parroting right wing those like, you know, right wing talking points. He's also posting pseudoscience about, you know, high dose IV vitamin C being a magical cure for coronavirus that he also doesn't think is real and thinks is a liberal hoax and we need to open up the economy tomorrow. Like it's, it's again, it's just, it's, it makes me so fucking angry because we all have those people. Do you guys have those people? Oh, yeah. On your timeline? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. What the fuck are you, how are you dealing with that shit? Because that shit is insidious and infuriating. It, it's just, it's funny because it's, it's always the same thing. Some mediocre white male and i am sorry but it's always the case who thinks that they have some kind of secret you know access to information that no one has right and then and and make these points just like they're fucking roddy roddy piper and they live like they're taking their glasses off and they're seeing the the truth behind the veil and it's like like what the fuck is wrong with you like you just have no intellectual honesty and you have no ability to actually have a conversation. I had a guy the other day who is like a friend of a friend or whatever. And he was, you know, he's this guy is just some jamoke who lives in the middle of <laughs> Illinois. And he was talking about Canada's law C-16, which is, um, you know, extending hate speech laws to make sure that it includes uh, trans people. And he's like, oh, you know, pedophiles are going to use this law to, you know, try and protect themselves. And it's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, like the entire universe hates pedophiles. Pedophile- <laughs> law isn't going to be extended to like protect pedophiles in the situation like are you fucking crazy and you're some guy in illinois the only reason you know about c16 guess what is because you listen to fucking jordan pearson like you just it's have be- some yeah, guy right. fucking listen to and you have no fucking brain for yourself because you just go on fucking on the internet and you like are trigger happy like jerking off clicking into every fucking YouTube death spiral that you possibly can. And then, and then thinking that that magically makes you like a smart independent thinker, you know, that really sees through the, the bullshit. Do you see those people, Mike Dunn? How do you deal with that shit? I've unfriended all of them. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. That's probably, that's probably healthier than <laughs> engaging them. Yeah. They're pretty much all gone at this point. Um, it's been a slow process over the last four years. Um, but I don't see too much of that bullshit anymore. Good for I, you. I don't have the space for it in my brain. Good for you. Good. For Your you. head's strong. Yeah. I'll, take, I'll on take on anyone. Actually, no. I'll just delete them all. I'll, I'll delete <laughs> anyone. From... What a liberal cuck! What a yeah, beta cuck I, you are. I am. It is. A, it is a cuck, small dicked mindset. <laughs> but you know, I just. I'm I'm busy. I'm busy with other shit right now. I can't. I don't have time to explain to someone like, <laughs> why five five G like isn't uh, gonna be the radiation death of all humanity. Uh, but yeah. I will say, but you know who does w- think that? <laughs> yeah. Trapped official. <laughs> I will say though, I was really hoping, you know, given what I know about this right. guy and what he's been doing lately, I was hoping for something he'd really sink my teeth into. And eviscerate. Unfortunately, I got something that maybe uh, had a few more redeeming qualities than I expected. Yeah. <laughs> Musically, I'm, isn't that not that it was good? Don't get me wrong here; it's not good. <laughs> Ain't that a stinker? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I agree. But it was kind of the experience I had with Jesus is King where I was like, all right, well, this is it. Like, time to tear apart Kanye. We'll do it on the show and everything. And I do think that Jesus is King was still, like, bad, but not... Um, not fascinatingly bad you know what i mean this is the same right. kind of thing where it's like yeah. it's bad but there's like it's more that, ideas right it's more that he's bad and the band like and what he represents through this band is bad and this band's era of music is bad those things are bad the songs themselves actually are also bad but <laughs> yeah, yeah they're, I mean, look, they're fucking awful go ahead yeah <laughs> it's certainly it is certainly no songs of innocence i'll say that hey that's a great album so yeah we kind of discovered that when we did it last week that uh its reputation uh precedes it and it maybe is not you know we had the wrong idea about songs of innocence the, I think. the greatest gift that was ever given to mankind was apple putting that album on everyone's <laughs> iphone <laughs> i really think if they didn't do that that would have gone down as like a classic u2 album but it, the rollout uh poisoned oh, it yeah totally fuck california is such a good song you think every, so yeah i love that california. was not one of my faves i like every breaking rate wave is good every bacon wave we liked a lot and um what was the one at the end the uh, sleep sleep uh like a baby tonight yeah I love that song. It's it's beautiful. It it really tickles the cockles of my soul. All right, listen. Let's get the fuck. Let's get our cockles (laughs) oriented. Cockle strong. (laughs) Towards towards slapping all over fucking trapped because this shit is still shitty. Don't get me wrong, stoppies. We have to get into it. Uh, We tell you. We you you get the you get the picture. So let's. Get into it. Anybody else have anything they need to say? Uh, the, the only thing I will say is that so Trapped is still planning on going on tour. Um, and <laughs> it, it, it legitimately looks because, you know, because he's not some kind of, you know, uh, <laughs> liberal scumbag. Um, he's going to go try and prop up the economy. But it really looks like he's going on tour to like every bar and grill around the U.S. Like there's one bar and grill in like Rockford, Illinois, where they sell eight dollar fried mushrooms and you can see trapped. And if you look up the <laughs> ven- if you look up the venue on on facebook or on google sorry it looks like it can hold 50 people if that like it's like the stage is next to the drink station basically it's like when buck cherry was playing at that bowling alley on the south shore right yeah was that real or was that that was during the era of like no i think that was real during the era of like whenever they were making all these fake posts of like and I was like, oh, wow, Buck Cherry at the Bullet Room, <laughs> another one. But it was, like, real. It was real. <laughs> this one was real. I remember it. <laughs> Limp Biscuit um, in the parking lot outside of an Arby's or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there. I'm sure. Th- I think there was a Huba stank in the market <laughs> basket <laughs> that I remember. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I hope. Yeah, they actually they played a big show and then said, like, fuck you, coronavirus. Like they they like specifically were like, well, this is a this is a hoax. Um, and it worked. They're now worked. all immune. Everyone who <laughs> went to that trap show. That's how you get the antibodies. Well, it's right. going to be a slow herd immunity if it's only through trap shows because no one's going to be there. <laughs> 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 uh, 
All right, Correct. should we listen to Headstrong? <laughs> let's fucking let's listen. All right, let's get it. Let's go. Let's go. This is, this is, here we go. All right, so this is the first. This is a big single, uh, the big hit, and here we go. It's it's Headstrong. It's a bad song when the main riff is literally like a chugga chugga car horn car horn chugga chugga car horn car horn. <laughs> I see your motives inside. The, the decisions, decisions you hide. <laughs> chugga chugga no step on snake. <laughs> yeah, but this is a. I mean, you knew you you clearly get the butt rock uh, hallmarks on this song. It is. In, it is in that genre, but there are these little uh, signs that they're like adapting or adapting to this like um, this emo zeitgeist. Like, totally, totally. It's the, like it's weird. It's like two different songs kind of fused together, and but like without being organic. Yeah. Uh, this song to me was pretty straightforward butt rock. To be honest, like this was the, it also the the like lyrics of it, like the the like sentiment of it is like literally the anthem of the fucking numb nuts beating down their state capitals oh, with totally. like fake bayonets so that they have their right to get a fucking Panera bread. You pick two meals and <laughs> fucking tread on, you know, like this shit sucks. Like right. this is I don't I don't really hear any any emo. I, I don't hear a lot. It's just a glitchy well, freak out whisper vocal and then the chugga 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 boom i would <laughs> say check out check out the bridge throw that bridge on yeah the, there's some the, at the drive-in totally the, 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 the breakdown has like a completely unmemorable kind of odyssey into the guitar instrumental and then it 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 rocks the butt again yeah, it's yeah. really what the guitars do that I think is what makes me say, you know, this is this is emo influence because it has like it has like they keep doing like twinkly Midwest emo style things and yeah. then they'll they'll throw the the flanger on like Omar Rodriguez style totally. and yeah, lots of like pull-offs and arpeggios. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they get real Omaha with it later. It's they go so full weird. bright eyes later in it's- the album. It's so it's it's like the thing is, is that like it, it's even with all of those different like stylistic influences, like no matter what, like I guarantee like he wrote this song after someone carded his ass trying to buy cigarettes in his for shithole sure. oh, hometown. Sure. Like sure. this is this. It, uh, uh, I'll take you on. I'll, I'll take on anyone. All right. Uh, this is not a fake. I'm yeah, uh, it's funny. a super it's a super defensive song. Of course yeah. it is. That's it's it. His teacher giving him detention. It's and that's the whole thing is that these guys were literal high school dropouts. Like they grew up together, and then they fucking were like, "All right, I'm gonna go pursue this dream." And then obviously that dream <laughs> died for Homeboy for Chris Taylor Brown. That dream died a decade 
two decades ago, basically. And he's now just like <laughs> desperately clawing at like the, you know, the, the shreds of relevancy today. And it, like, and he's still like dealing with the same like emotional, like shallowness that you see mm-hmm. on this fucking album. It's, it's so sad, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like when we listened to the Simple Plan album, you know, it had that same sort of thing where the lyrics betrayed that the person writing them hadn't experienced anything in the world yet but at least like uh what's his name bouvier uh like grew up and was like stefan interviews saying yeah his name's stefan bouvier right someone once accused me of being him at a party and i'll never forget that (laughs) (laughs) it was traumatizing anyways continue no but you know he like grew up and he's done interviews saying like, yeah, I mean, you know, that album was done really fast and we were pressured by the label to do certain things. And, you know, he seems my, to my voice more... was annoying. <laughs> yeah, my voice is annoying. He has a mature and like clear eyed perspective on it as an adult, mm-hmm. whereas like it seems like Chris, Ger- Chris G. Brown has not uh he he uh not grown at all since no. 2002 no what, when i hear this song the image in my head is like i first of all what i think of this band is basically they're like a human affliction t-shirt because <laughs> they're like kind of like this like poetic sort of like these nonsensical lyrics they're trying to be deep about the nature of reality but with the butt rock over it which is just like how i picture people who wear affliction t-shirts and i my image for this is a guy in an affliction t-shirt listening to this song to get themselves pumped up so that they can go fail a test to be a law enforcement officer (laughs) (laughs) or they can have like lackluster sex with their like (laughs) fucking high school girlfriend and they're like 24 (laughs) still living in their hometown like yep that's this is yeah it's 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 approximately three pumps of loving <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> it's there's a lot of that like dirt so, bag, yeah, like it's, uh, fucking abusive. It's pump, pump, pump up, come, come, pump up, come, come. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like that's all it takes. Pump. Just, just the opening. That's it. That's it. Head strong to come, not long. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I said like my first comment for this song was that it's an abusive boyfriend guilting you into skipping the pill because then yeah. maybe maybe he'd settle down and not cheat on you. Mm. <laughs> I'm totally picking those vibes up. You're you're completely right. Correct. Like we're 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 consummating this relationship in a in a big K parking lot right now. That's where <laughs> I just we're setting the tone. It smells like stale pizza. <laughs> like and we during oh. the breakdown, he's like, "Isn't this beautiful, baby?" <laughs> I do want to throw the breakdown on if okay. we could just do just a little bit of it. All just right. so All I, right. can, I can show you that I'm not crazy when I say this All is right. emo influenced. Yeah, this right here. The, the, yeah. twink, the, the guitars what were is, twinkling. What is there. he saying? Emotives <laughs> inside, decisions to hide. What does that mean? There, there's yeah, there's a lot of. He just knows word, that you're wrong. Yeah, like word salad about his, uh, like about how he views the world, which is really quite on brand considering his Twitter page. Yeah, this song could that's just be strong, a, a motive. Mom. <laughs> that's strong. 
The song could just—it sounds like he's just pumping himself up to commit a hate crime. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I was literally saying. I wrote, "My head is so strong, I'm going to smash it through this windshield, robo tripping and driving down a dead end street in the suburbs." <laughs> His head feels strong because it's covered by a Ku Klux Klan hood. So. <laughs> he's not a racist. All of us are racists for yeah. saying that black people don't have the same rights as and and opportunities as white people because we're the ones holding them down with the victim mentality and yet he's the victim of all this which is so weird exactly exactly it's Uh, actually that he has it the worst i'm head so headstrong that i'm not leaving the 7-eleven until the guy behind (laughs) the counter takes off his anti-patriotic headwear (laughs) and i'll take him on i'll take on anyone I'll take on anyone. Yeah, you think you're not you're not gonna sell me this fucking this hot dog? <laughs> you don't give me the key to the bathroom. I'll take you on. You're gonna give me <laughs> detention? <laughs> what? I got emotives right. inside. <laughs> Decisions them. to hide. All right. <laughs> what does that mean? What the fuck is a de- what? I don't know. A decision. It's, to it's hide. something. It's something a moron writes when he's, you know. <laughs> been forced to put words to a song you know yeah so it also like all those like weird production flourishes i was looking at the making of the album and they just like hired this guy named foo who lives in vancouver and like does like industrial rock to do the like programming and put in these like 90s rock starter set sounds into the song that just sounds so out of place and so dated yeah it's not great production by any stretch totally where's ross robinson huh i know that guy could have made some some gold i found out burn piano island burn too sorry go ahead (laughs) oh no i found um i was i was just looking through their like their pretty sparse twitter uh not twitter uh wikipedia page which is interesting because like the biggest section was about their twitter meltdown um or specifically Chris Taylor Brown's Twitter meltdown. But I found out that there was a, um, their third studio album, which was called only through the pain, um, <laughs> was produced by a guy named Garth Richardson. Yeah, he, did, <laughs> he did this he album this one too. too. Really? Yeah. Who? Okay. So he's also responsible for Nickelback, Mudvayne and Atreyu, which really makes sense because yeah, I, I, there was a lot of Incubus meets Nickelback on this album. Like Big time. A really mm-hmm. significant. Like, Hoobastank too. Oof. Oh yeah, it's like crawling. It definitely has a crawling in the dark vibe. Yeah. Um, shall we move on to the next one here? Let's do yeah. it. Let's do right. Made of Glass. I'm, I'm headstrong for the next track. These marbles are dude what is this boy band crazy town bullshit yeah it's pretty bland but i will say if you sped that chorus up it would be an atari song shut these questions here with his diary 
is of my summer. I, I love that he has a lyric in there that's there he says these walls, and then the fourth song is also called These Walls. These walls. Yeah, yeah there's there's a lot of Just this is thematic repetition, yeah. Keep these walls guitar. job lot incubus for sure for sure this is also when you realize that the mixing on this album sucks there's no there's no like weight or power to any of the instruments like it's all extremely thin extremely one note it's super attenuated like it's it's such a product of the loudness wars it's unbelievable like compressed to hell yeah Yeah. It's not even loud where you want it to be loud. There are moments where it's like building to something and then <laughs> it sucks. I feel like at this point, like in culture, like mixing didn't matter as much because I remember what listening to albums was like um, in 2002. And it was like, dudes were just packing bass in their cars and it was just I would I would be driving with my yep. friend and he would be blasting, you know, trapped or something similar. And all you can hear is the kick drum. Yeah. Like ideally they'd be blasting something with double bass. So it's just all you, you don't even hear it. You just feel it like thumping on your back through the seats. And, uh, that's that's all that mattered in music back then. Yeah. This song is pop punk on Percocet. And I think trapped is too kind of, you know what I mean? Like it's, mm-hmm. it's, as you mentioned, like if you sped some of it up, like it would, it would be just a straight up pop punk song, but it's, it's, it it's grimier, it's greasier, it's grimier and it's grosser <laughs> and it never builds to any sort of like climax or crescendo. Yeah. It's so banal. I mean, it's just like sort of the, like banality of evil and that it's like it's like it like nullifies itself by how boring and generic it is. But then he's got this like musical theater ass warbly vocal. Yeah. Like you could tell that homeboy like really was like striving. You mm. know what I mean? Like he's got he's got a, a decent voice, but he says nothing. The mix is trash and it's and it's butt rock pop punk. There's nothing to like here. Totally. It's like because like that's the whole thing is like when we when we talk about like pop punk versus butt rock. Right. And like what kinds of people were like like represented by that style of music. Like the whole thing with like pop punk and emo was that it was men. It was mediocre white men pretending to have emotions, whereas fucking butt rock was mediocre white men yelling loudly about the unfairness of ever having to have experienced an emotion. You where know did what I the, mean? Where did the term butt rock come from? Because like I'm familiar with that term, but it just like kind of popped in my brain. I don't know at some point, and you guys use it a lot, and so obviously it's real, but like. I don't know where it kind of like entered the vocabulary, but it like you you like butt rock is like hardcore pornography. You know it when you hear it, right? I know um, that. Speaking of which, in the, in let me tell you. Oh, oh no, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, I know that I know that in the early two thousands in Boston, there mm-hmm. was a, a radio show on WBCN called uh, by these guys Toucher and Rich, mm-hmm. and they used to roast butt rock, and oh, that's really? where I first heard the term. You know, they would they they hated like they would have to play butt rock, um, based because <laughs> the studio, you know, the, the the station would like give them playlists and stuff, but they would mm-hmm. they would roast it. They would have Robbie Road Steamer on, and he would roast it, and 
that's where I learned the term. I don't okay. know where they picked it up. Interesting. From, no, thanks. Yeah, that's that's interesting. That's that's good to know. Um. It's anyway, Heather, you were. Things. Yeah, Heather, you were saying something about fucking. Um, I don't know if that's what I was saying. I was just saying that, like, it's such a weird juxtaposition of styles because and like genres because it like literally like never the twain shall meet like in the early aught. These were absolutely like diametrically opposed subcultures like pop punk was considered, I'm sure, by like edgy fucking you know butt rock teenagers right. to be fucking gay you know yeah, what i mean to- totally like, right. or, but i think pussy i think they bullshit. were jealous i think they wanted right. to get in on this on the fun shit that people like me and you and stefan were doing you know so this was <laughs> I, don't, I didn't do anything fun but well that's they're in <laughs> and that's probably what's happening with chris taylor brown now today i mean dude is literally trapped in his fucking house right now like it's like the, the tour is canceled my dude like game over like nobody gives a shit the only reason people give a shit is because you're a fucking massive dumpster fire on the internet and people desperately are like seeking to displace their feelings of anxiety and uh distress onto fucking freak shows like tiger king and you like (laughs) (laughs) you've 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 become our outlet like congratulations um but yeah yeah this ah it's it sucks it's still really bad and this shit this song especially this song is really whack um shall we move on yeah it's just boring let's go to the next one okay this next one uh this is called (laughs) hollow man hollow man this is about the kevin the kevin bacon movie all the time you love you wait you enough <laughs> dude am i crazy to think this sounds like cave in listen this is the song where i wrote because i saw we were all chatting before the show <laughs> in our little group chat and i saw that you had mentioned thrice and this was the first song that i wrote it's like if thrice were high school dropout meatheads and the entire album was mixed in a storage unit like i do <laughs> You can't argue that this does sound like that almost like prog screamo music that happened. Also, like, yeah, thrice shades of full collapse by Thursday. Yeah, even I'm hearing, but weird amber is the color of your rock star energy breakdowns. (laughs) Like, yeah, the breakdowns they go real soft in the breakdowns and the bridges. They really that's when they do all their twinkly arpeggios and shit. They're trying um, to just show the sensitive side of trapped. This one, as I recall, has actually like harmonics in the in the in the bridge, in the second or third bridge. This is a long song too. It's like six and a half minutes. <laughs> so long. every every fucking song is over four minutes. Like it's, it, it's insane. That's a crime. 
it like, is a crime and they're in the harmonics like there are harmonics but it's still with the trademark like butt rock neck strain fucking vo- like who cares like it's it's a harmony that i i never asked for and it's three minutes too long and it's like got the puke vocals at the end where it's like <laughs> Like, it's never, it's not good. The sounds got me a little shook, though, because I feel like I'm learning that a lot of the music I like scrapes dangerously close to the outer edge of butt rock. You know? Yeah, but, like, I mean, like, clearly you know the difference. And it's like, this is the thing is, it seems like he's really copying his influences of, like, oh, this needs to be a profound moment, so the music needs to be softer, and then it needs to be aggressive to, like, you know, represent the duality of my soul from being a lover and a fighter, and it's just, like, you know, it's just, like, a horrible facsimile of the music you do like. Yeah, yeah, it is, like, a Frankenstein of, like, you know, good elements sewn together into... Mm -hmm. And like good elements because they're called traps because the souls of good musicians are (laughs) trapped in their Frankenstein together body of work. Let me out. (laughs) That's I don't know. That's a lead singer of um, of of thrice saying that. Let me out. (laughs) He needs to pray on it. And that's the thing. This guy's though. a big time Christian guy. Oh, is he? Yeah. Well, he'd probably like these guys. Headstrong has a Jesus saves image in it. So. Wait, what? Yeah, and the like twenty seconds into the Headstrong video, there's just like a flash of a sign with like red neon lights saying Jesus saves. It's just like oh, wow. completely out of place too because the what, video has no I, coherent narrative whatsoever. They had what a I Swiss want- cross in their uh, in their band logo too. I wonder if they are like christian outright christian band (laughs) is it just that he never matured past high school and he's just been stuck in this fucking like feedback loop of fucking internet anger this whole time i I will to all of these people he has no no self-awareness whatsoever i I will say though i joked about it being over some woman but there isn't as much outright misogyny as you'd expect for this genre on this album the lyrics are much more vague yeah, uh, I know. It, it's hard to tell what the object subject arrangement of any of the songs are. Like, it, is <laughs> right. is he the Hollow Man or is is someone else the Hollow Man? And and like even Headstrong kind of starts as like a me versus you, as if the you is like kind of a person. But I guess he wants to you like he wants to make it universal. So then he makes it sort of like a me against everyone. But it kind of like flips between this like being confronting this like individual versus collective. But yeah, yeah, but... he can't decide if he wants to be personal or like you know, like mm-hmm. uh, relatable. Yeah, and so you just exactly. kind of end up with in the middle uh, <laughs> with just utter meaninglessness, and and the words are just there to fill up a blank page. We're all hollow men, hollow men, <laughs> faceless men. I'm invisible, and the cocks are visible. <laughs> uh, Heather, fuck, Mary, kill, Hollow Man, Cinderella Man, and Faceless Man. <laughs> Which one is Faceless Man? Is that Tool? Uh, no, it's Creed. Creed. Where there are no walls And the lies begging me to cross All the 
stuff is terrible. It sucks. It starts out with Matchbox 20 energy, and then it becomes like a Dave Matthews band, like trying to play American football. And then, like, there's sleepy incubus. There's so many disparate elements. Yeah, incubus. And then he does a little Maynard James Keenan vocal flourishes. And then randomly, a tremolo picked mandolin starts happening. And we're rhyming fucking halls with walls. Oh, yeah. The pinnacle of middle school angst. Like, this is music to <clears throat> pretend to cut yourself to, you know? This is this is, this is is the cry for help. Like, this shit sucks. I won't lose my place in line. I've been here too long, and I've spent too much time. So uh, I, I if think that's that... not the psychology yeah. of the petulant Punisher skull fuckers demanding to open up the Bugaboo Creek, then I don't know what fucking is, dude. <laughs> I, I, th- I think so with those lines, I have the lyric sheet here. I'm convinced that this song is about a really bad time that he had at a public restroom. He's saying, <laughs> I, I won't lose my place in line. So he's waiting to go to the bathroom. I've been here too long and I spent too much time. So he's kind of aware of like, he's debating the sunk cost fallacy of he has to piss, but it's taking too long. And then, you know, the course is, and I trade everything for this. So maybe he's like talking about, oh, you know, I'm, I could be having conversation back at the table in some shitty bar that I'm in. But instead he goes to piss and he's reading the writing on the wall, which is graffiti. Um, and then the verse before that, he says, <laughs> like clockwork, I commit the crime. I pretend to be everything they like. I've been here before. I've seen you before. Um, so I think what's happening is like clockwork relates like his bodily functions so he has to piss i commit the crime (laughs) i think is about he may he feels guilty about pissing maybe i don't know (laughs) public urination yeah he he decides to pee outside because the line is too long yeah well maybe too much time well maybe that's it when he says i pretend to be everything they like maybe that means being an indoor pisser and he's has, he's gonna go piss outside and then i've been here before i've seen you before i assume he's talking about his tiny ass dick <laughs> he's, um... oh man that analysis works about as well as any that you could ascribe to this song that just uh, i don't know it just it just popped at me i don't know what to say yeah, I, I I accept this now as, as official. Listen, canon. we've all we've Trap all been canon. in a line that you don't yeah. you know you you don't want to give your spot up. You were waiting there first. <laughs> this is a song of entitled Karens everywhere. These that's they need their outlet stores. They need their like full body contact elements massages like they need it and they need it now they need it yesterday <laughs> let's uh let's just mar if we could play just a little clip of the verse again i just want to we can marvel <laughs> at the utter dave matthewsness of the baseline to this song like That's enough. That's, that's enough. good. That's good. I got my. I got the point across. I think. <laughs> yeah, I think. I think so. Whatever the point was. It's weak. This is weak. It's shit. weak ass shit. That's soft ass bullshit. Is what it is. It's baby shit. It is some baby shit. <laughs> it's some baby shit. Moving um, on, shall we? All right. The next one is still frame, and 
this song also sucks. <laughs> Here we go. This was a hit. It was the second track um, to release as a single, and I'm pretty sure it did almost as well as Headstrong. Yeah, no. I remember hearing this on the radio for sure, Heather. Mm-hmm. This was an, this was a WAF song. Now we're old, but it's getting harder to see what this future will hold for us. What the fuck are we going to pick? Please help me, cause I'm breaking down. This beat just frozen and I can't get it out. Please help me, cause I'm breaking down. This beat just frozen and I can't get it out of Alright, this is this is the this is the anthem of all of us trying to record remote podcasts. <laughs> I'm breaking down the pictures frozen and I can't get out what's well, happening. Well, this song is like a musical blue screen of death, so it is. Yeah. It is. Yeah, what is happening here? What is going on with this? Yeah, it's a weird song. The 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 chorus and the verse. I mean, it's the quiet, loud dynamic that they ape. They do it in every song. You know, it's mm-hmm. that it's the post grunge like totally. playbook. Yeah. Um, but the quiet parts, the Perfected. verses, the verses have these like very playful vocal melodies that are like like a prayer era Madonna esque somehow almost. And then it just kicks into like, please help me. <laughs> <laughs> It's there's America's breaking down. (laughs) Such a weird combination of elements. It it has all the hypermasculine pitfalls of more traditional butt rock music, but it's like a little sissified. It's so weird, and that's the whole thing why it's so jarring. I think between those two worlds is because you know, like butt rockers were beating up emo kids, even though they were both (laughs) having emotionally manipulative relationships with teenagers way too young for them. (laughs) They had that in common, but they they absolutely like would have again made fun of this like any sort of emotional there's no and that's why there's no there's no stakes and there's no sort of emotional growth there's no vulnerability it's just a it's like a a constant state of obtuse confusion and anger because of that confusion this is also definitely a song where it's you can if you look closely the lyrics it's about like not being able to think of something to write a song about (laughs) <laughs> every time i think i finally made it i learn i'm farther away than i have ever been before i see the clock and it's ticking away and the hourglass empty what the fuck do i have to say <laughs> that that fuck that the way he emphasizes fuck is so good too oh yes he says what the fuck do i have to say? <laughs> i think this is one of many hourglass references he uses yeah. the same kind of very lazy like eighth grade kind of clumsy mm-hmm. metaphors too throughout it's just it's just a kid who peaked in high school and never and 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 knows it you know what i mean and is resentful and angry and hardened because of it yeah what a sad peak it must be for like this album is your peak you know this is his peak this yeah. is ap- this is app you know what like this motherfucker has so little to do that i guarantee he's listening to this episode of this podcast right now oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, he's gonna give us a zero star review oh, oh totally sure. he's gonna say that he's gonna call you shrill he's of gonna course. call me a cuck yeah he's gonna say stay in canada you socialist pig (laughs) (laughs) call me call me pinko but like is he sort of weirdly like on brand though because in a sense he is like a frozen picture and Mm -hmm. he has never matured and so like he 
he, he it's like he's not he's such a parody of himself that he's not self-aware but is still able to describe himself with his own shitty music yeah yeah, yeah it's like trump with the presidency <laughs> yeah. well there you go yikes i'll tell you what i can't think of a segue but um i want to tell you guys about something something great something near and dear to your butt something very near and dear to my heart i feel the bathroom my back. yeah um well you're gonna miss out on a, a great opportunity while you're being Seth, but that's fine um i just want you guys to know about a little website we like to call adamandeve.com oh. um you go there, check it out. You know, this is a place they got butt plugs. They got strap rocks. They got spicy videos. Um, I'm sure there's a dude with a soul patch that likes trapped in one of those videos. Guaranteed. Yeah, definitely. Thousand percent. Any, the majority of actors in the spicy videos are actually, we, they have the seal approval, the guarantee that they are trapped fans. Yeah, um, that is the the make it stop Chris, promise. The Chris Taylor Brown seal of approval. Yeah, the CTB t- seal of approval. Um, and you know, as as Chris Taylor Brown knows, and as I'm sure many of you know, free stuff is awesome. Um, but free stuff. Well, actually, so- Chris Taylor Brown would never want you to take any free stuff because that makes you a victim. Well, no, mooching off of the government. Here's the thing: no free stuff from the government ever. But free stuff through the the capitalist marketplace. Oh, that is just freedom, Sick. and it's awesome. And honestly, free stuff to spice up your bedroom even better. So you can go on AdamEve.com, select almost any one item for fifty percent off, and then Adam and Eve loads on the free stuff. Enter promo code Bad Music B A D M U S I C all one word at checkout and get 10 tantalizing free gifts, a sexy item for him, a special gift for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy, and six free spicy movies. The market provides stoppies, provides you with six free spicy movies as long as you go well, to adamandeve.com and enter in promo code BADMUSIC. And get this, Heather, you're not going to believe this part. <laughs> to go on, Mike Dude, Free shipping. So Listen. that's... Bad promo code bad music at adamandeve.com. Uh, check it out. Get some stuff for your holes. <laughs> stuff your holes up, stoppies. Uh, listen, if you give people too many free things, they're not going to appreciate it to begin with. So, you know, listen, we. We can't go overboard here. We're not socialists. Oh, yeah, no, no. I mean, look, I'm only talking about six free spicy movies. You know, we're not we're not going to. But then people aren't going to work hard to create their own spicy movies. They're just going to be waiting for the government to hand them spicy movies. Just, you know, let them have it without any any hard work, any, you know. You're right. I mean, this is a sham. I, I don't know. We're going to stop doing the ad reads now because you've just red pilled me so hard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here we are. Up next, we got Echo. Your face, and now I fall into your eyes. I just say 
I'm not convinced he knows what an echo is because an echo, you know, fades off in the distance and he just repeats echo three times the same. <laughs> <laughs> um, you said Wish You Were Here. I def- I get a ton of Incubus all over this album, mm-hmm. but this was the one that I was like, this is um, Until the Day I Die. Oh, nice. Was that- heart for oh, yeah. You. It's Who is that? That's story of the you- year. Story oh, of yeah, the year. yeah. Yeah. And, and, and which is, again, going back to this point we made earlier about this kind of being this weird bridge between these two worlds, because Story of the Year was definitely a screamo band and Incubus. Like- I would say if you go back and listen to that Story of the Year album, which I did because they were playing Riot Fest and I wanted to double check and see if I liked them, which I don't. Story of the Year is very close to trapped story of the year yeah. is like if yeah. you took trapped just a little bit further away from butt rock and into the 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 very just add the wine if you add the wine to this guy's voice then yeah. it, it, what's what's story of the year's biggest hit i, I don't think i'm familiar with it's them. it's the song i i sang that until the, the day, day i die, die. I spill my heart. heart oh yeah 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 that's right oh man yeah. i've heard that forever it's not a great song, and this isn't a great song. Did they song also do either. Tell Me What You Thought About When You Were? No, gone. that's that's uh, the starting line. Starting line. Sorry, okay. I always mixed up Story of the Year and Starting Line. No, Starting Line is way better than Story of the Year. It, whatever. The, the point is, is that this song, it's it's definitely much more screamo than butt rock. And this was when this was a turning point for me, or not necessarily a turning point, but this is where I was like, oh, wait a second. Like, this is weirdly close to songs that I will nostalgically put on while like driving too fast down back roads. Cause I have like nothing else to do in quarantine. You know what I mean? Like these, this, this is starting to feel a little bit hit a little bit close to home or closer to home than I wanted it to uh, yeah. with this particular song. And this song also was the one that I kind of liked. Yeah, me too. I actually, I, I wrote in this song that like I was reflecting on while listening to this song, I was reflecting on how many nice things I said about Hollywood undead when we were doing March badness and like, if I'm going to give Hollywood Undead that credit, I think I unfortunately yeah. owe Trap some credit too, because this Ugh. is oh. there's some catchy elements of the song. Yeah. But let the go, lyrics... let go, let go. <laughs> but the lyrics... But that's just a, a choice I'm forced to make because of the previous decisions I've made in this podcast, wow. you know? You're really paying <laughs> yourself into a corner there, Michael. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we've been doing it for like 70 episodes. Um, the lyricism in this song and, and and with all of these songs, it's the same. It's it's so vague that there's no real climax. You know, they're just saying, I think about your face and how I fall into your eyes. The outline <laughs> that I trace around the one that I call mine. Time that called for <clears throat> space. Unclear where you drew the line. I don't need to solve this case. And I don't need to look behind. Like literally you just, you said nothing, <laughs> nothing at all. Except falling into a uh, uh, somebody's eyes, I guess. I don't know, dude. That shit's it, it's whack. It's empty. So it's like the song itself, the mechanics of it, it does sound very thrice. And then I'm like, wait a second, did I ever listen or like pay real attention to the thrice lyrics? Were those really good? <laughs> like I thought they were, but were they? <laughs> the uh, only one I know, like all the words to, is uh, artist. The artist in the, in the ambulance. ambulance, right? And yeah. I think that one is pretty good it's about um getting hurt and going in an ambulance <laughs> i guess right yeah yeah okay uh, i think 
a car crash, eh? Every 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 Understand- uh, early 2000s in emo song was about a car crash. Understanding right. in a car crash was that song? Yeah. Yep. yep. It's a, understanding a car crash is kind of a uh, it's kind of a uh, cosmonaut ripoff. Yeah, a little bit. I I remember really liking it, but maybe I just like cosmonaut. Um, no, it's actually good. It's one of the best Thursday songs, and I don't even really like Thursday that much, but that one's a banger. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's um he's he's very he's a confident vocalist and this one he doesn't really fuck around too much. He just does that kind of straightforward screamo shit that I I do like. Yeah. And then maybe, you know, maybe that's something wrong with me, but he, the he hook is of, still pretty bad. Yeah. Like it's just one note. Like it's just or like the uh 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 <laughs> I think there's I think there's a few songs on here that have like pretty good verses and like very like pretty good bridges but they just blow it on the on the hook where the the, the they never stray from uh you know from post grunginess yeah. on the hooks that's right. they always go loud they always go chugging power chords yeah, the, on the, the hooks the hook has to be like operation shock and awe every time yeah just like belabor belabor the the melody or chorus to just an unlistenable repetition yeah yeah i mean but that was also what kind of music was at this moment (laughs) so what's interesting is that trapped really didn't succeed they never really did come through it you guys mentioned that other single and like yeah maybe that other single charted um but in the grand scheme of things like people if you were to like ask you know 10 people on the street right now if they remembered this song like maybe maybe one or two of them would be like, yeah, sort of. That was like a song that existed. You know what I mean? Like they, they never made it through. They never really broke through the zeitgeist. The only like, like the only reason anybody is talking about them now is because of their fucking, the dude's Twitter antics. It's, it's, it's pretty generic. You're talking about trap music. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. I wonder, I haven't heard new trapped Uh, is trapped gone trap. Uh, they they have kind of that like weird shitty Coldplay pseudo EDM vibe going. Oh on. no, they've gone Maroon Five. Yeah, <laughs> Th- those are the two paths you can take now in 2020. Yeah. <laughs> you can go Trap or you can go Maroon Five. No, you go Nickelback or you go Maroon Five, and <laughs> Trapped has been both. <laughs> are, are, is Nickelback like the crown prince of butt rock right now? Yes, absolutely. Look, and Candace apologized for Brian Adams, but we apologize for Nickelback. <laughs> I mean, listen, is it because you love Nickelback secretly, yeah. you guys? <laughs> no, but you know, honestly, I was talking to my friends today and we were like, if there's if Nickelback were to tour this summer and socially distancing is gone, I will go to that show if it's the first show that is there like i'm just so hard up to see any kind of live music that i will go to a nickelback concert just just to like cleanse my palate of quarantine yeah i i feel that we All decided right. they're not as bad as imagine dragons it's true you yeah know? those were the two finalists were those, in our March Madness. The, oh shit uh, spoilers i'm sorry uh, <laughs> if you're going through the back catalog i apologize for spoiling Listen, you. if you I were was- an a Going true, to. honest, and loyal stoppy, you would have already known that. Stephen, so. <laughs> Sorry. I'm not worried. All right, let's uh let's move on to the next one here. This is uh fucking the game by Trap. So this is this it's is all like, about the game <laughs> and how you play it. It's their pickup artist anthem, so this is gonna go well, I'm sure. Let's time to play the game. 
That's that's enough. <laughs> How busy is that bass line? <laughs> Crazy syncopated drums too. The rhythm section is actually super tight on this song, but other mm. than that, I don't know. This is some fucking red pill anthem sung by Dime Store Incubus again. It's just some fucking pickup artist bullshit. I wouldn't want to be with you. The lonely game that you play between your walls, you confuse. Oh, always with the walls. That you break another walls, another so many walls. So afraid that you'll lose, always a void to replace. I wouldn't want to play you. What the fuck is he? He's too dumb to even do misogyny, clever. No, exactly. (laughs) Like. Uh, how hard these frustrations are <laughs> to men. Like that's such a good mixed metaphor. No, it's not even that. It's how hard these frustrations are. They are to mend. What? Like you have to break the frustration. Like what the fuck? This isn't how words work. <laughs> this isn't how feelings work. I put the angry feeling into the <laughs> column. Put here. the angry. Connect the angry feeling to, to the, the red pill. <laughs> To a video, to the insomnia, to the low self-esteem, and the uh, so okay. So the, also, I didn't mention it because I I like tried to find out like any sort of backstory on these guys, and like really the only thing they found is that they opened up for Papa Roach when they were in high school. They then dropped out of high school, and then uh, just like Imagine Dragons like existed because Train like didn't show up to a show. Um, that's like basically why Trapped exists for Papa Roach, and like, and then Papa Roach was their train. Yeah, right. <laughs> um bringing all new meaning to the term last resort. And uh, and then you just get nickel bacubus. Like, what is this? <laughs> do, you, do you remember around the same time Papa Roach was also, like, pivoting to emo? Oh, totally. I saw yeah. the they opened for 311, and Jacoby Ooh. Dix was all glammed up on stage. They, they actually opened with a cover of Led Zeppelin's Out on the Tiles, and Jacoby Dix stood on like a tiny bench and was like fist pumping during it <laughs> i i yeah. yeah i don't know that was really traumatizing i never saw them live but i just remember like seeing a, com- a promo commercial for one of their albums like three years four years after last resort and i'm like when did kobe dick start dressing like 18 visions and like singing songs about scars totally well- he, he wants to be like a my chemical romance almost yeah. Oh yeah, the scars remind us the past <laughs> is real. The past yeah, the, is real. The past is real, baby. All right. The thing is, is that <laughs> this says even less than that. And 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 to I guess be in their favor is that they actually were like high schoolers. Like they didn't have any sort of depth of of you know understanding or emotion. And clearly, they never got any. <laughs> they never. There's right. been no growth since yeah. this time. Yeah, that's what I was saying earlier. You know, like they didn't. They never grew up. Unlike Stephen Bouvier. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
and Michael Dunn. Your your yes. your past is behind you. The scars remind yeah. you. And that I never even liked Trapped. Yeah, the, your your message board past is real. Mike, Mike, are you retconning your uh, music taste? No, no. This is it's all it's all out there. It's on no. the record. <laughs> you know, I love Fugazi. I love. Uh, what was that called? Methods of Mayhem. I love Methods, Methods of Mayhem. Mayhem. Oh my God. <laughs> Let's yeah. move on. So the next song here we have is When All Is Said and Done. It is fucking <laughs> dumb. Here <laughs> we go. One of your true virtues stop trying to control everything and fuck what they say. do you have to One one more time, just please, please, <laughs> one more time. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hourglass metaphor and another stupid song about outrunning time and avoiding your fucking feelings dude. he's just uh, trying, just trying to avoid his feelings when fuck i left the stove <laughs> do you know that this dude who says that anybody oh. who talks about racism existing yeah. in the modern day is also half mexican <laughs> what yeah. That? That's, that's Heather. That's not surprising. I know, right? But, and he like, just so weird. And he makes the posts. He makes like a point to say, like, I'm half Mexican, and my of family, of and my mom's side of the family, didn't embrace the victim mentality. So we're successful. <laughs> of course. And and you know what? There's also something he said about a lot. And then of... he's posting about fucking about vitamin C <laughs> and hydroxychloroquine and. Probably injecting people with fucking uh, Clorox on his fucking page. This, I definitely start to get fatigued with their sound around this song. Like, yeah, I just, just like at at this point, they've they've basically been rewriting the same song over and over again. And then this one, there's just they're at the ball in the barrel. Like they're scraping already, and there's still what thirty more minutes of music left. Is this enigma? Sorry, guys. I um I went to close the window and I I spilled the soil of the succulent plant on the windowsill into my hamper. (laughs) Oh no, Mike. (laughs) <laughs> it's, pre- it's pretty I'll bad it's a bad anyone. situation <laughs> i was doing a podcast and fuck <laughs> i knocked over my second <laughs> you guys I'll, I'll have to take a, a little break you guys will have to talk about yourselves for just a little bit me. don't tread on me all right <laughs> sorry all right this next one here this is enigma <laughs> it's called enigma it's uh here we go Grasp what was a lost, don't turn the lights off and leave me in the Fuck 
enough. Oh, that's, that's enough. Yeah. Keep we, just go to the next song. It's quite, yeah, right. Okay. Done. The only thing notable I have about that song is that every track they seem to just pick a random word to like name the song and this one they don't even see enigma which i thought was quite <laughs> quite heartbreaking i was i wanted to hear him sing enigma just in his no, he, beautiful he just, cadence just sings wake up sheep <laughs> 5g causes coronavirus it's the liberal host and capitalism is great for everyone that's that's how it goes <laughs> All right. Next. Um, next, this is stories. It's just called stories. Oh, he's got more stories for us. Here we go. And I felt so empty. And now I'm fine. But still it's burning. When will you be mine? Too much of the same stories in our lives. I think it's time for change. Don't you? Too much of the same stories in our lives. That's like, is he trying to rip off dashboard or what? What? Going on? <laughs> yeah. What is happening? I'm just going to play these emotional chords on my acoustic all of a sudden. This is a backflipping violinist away from yellow car. <laughs> totally. Like, hey. again, like what, what do you think happened to this dude to make him so insufferable? Like what, what got him to be edgy woke and fucking start, you know, listening to Jordan Peterson and fucking supporting Donald Trump. Like what, what had this, what, what happened? I think he was, was he just always this way? Well, like I mean, breakup. It's like, there's no, it, it doesn't even matter. Cause there's no reference to anything real happening on this entire album. It's all just cliche after cliche. And like, and what's weird too is like, if you if you take him seriously, so like he's writing this, he's an artist or whatever. Like, fuck, okay, yeah, you're not an artist, but whatever. But like, so he's writing this from like a point of pain, I guess, or confusion about society. But everything he acts is like, oh, well, I've never been hurt. I'm too strong for this. Like, there's just like a very paradoxical tension in between his like persona and what he's singing about that doesn't like just totally strips it of any sort of like authenticity. Well, yeah, and it's it's an, and it is him honestly having the quote unquote victim mentality mm. that he claims to fucking hate so much and like deride. I'm back. What song are we talking about right now? We're talking about stories. It's does... a story. Yeah, we're on to stories. Um. But the point, like he he has all oh. this like angst, but it has nowhere to go. You know what I mean? Like there's no there's no like outlet for it. So it's just kind of heavy and oppressive, like childish, one dimensional angst that just carries through with no resolution and no climax for the entire album. You know, he, he goes full on bright eyes on this song. Oh, yeah, I said yeah. yell I said a backflipping violinist away from yellow card, but I think you could say any anything about the song. I mean, it's it's very 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 pop punk. All right, let's fucking end this shit. Oh, let's yeah. Wrap it all up here uh with a new beginning and you can tell that it's a new beginning because it sounds like every other fucking song in this album and it's 9 minutes long, which means that it's deep and powerful and intentional. So, let's listen to not 9 minutes of it uh or not even close and this is the last song on the 
stupid shitty album guys we fucking made it thank you guys (laughs) don't speak too soon let's let's get through this new beginning It's these just fitful little intentions just constantly <laughs> circling in on themselves. It's fucking. And then he goes again. And I think this song and the one before I didn't play these clips, but um, both of these songs, the last two songs on the album just have points where he just devolves into going da 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 like. <laughs> Just saying da da instead of fucking having thoughts. I did kind of like that riff that was like that was pretty tight. Um and dude, these guys sure love six eight. I think like the last like five songs have all been in six eight. Oh really? I god, yeah. I can't even I can't even parse a time signature. But um it's beyond time. <laughs> this then resolves into an extremely tedious six minute long atmospheric yeah. outro it's like two notes over and over again with some churning noises yeah like there's a definitely gate opening and closing i, I think wind. yeah i think the toilet from these walls makes an appearance i think you can hear it flushing <laughs> these guys and definitely sure love symbolic uh, lateralis <laughs> they love the interludes on lateralis yeah, it's like all the most insufferable parts of like Tool, 311, like Incubus, Linkin Park, like Newfound Glory. What? 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 It's a, lost them in the mix. It's an unholy chatrimony here. Like this is it's a very sad, sad amalgamation of of sounds that should have should have never been should have never happened but what's shocking is how almost familiar some of it sounds you know what i mean like that was that was a part of it that really uh surprised me was how easily it was to kind of let some of the songs fade into the background of like early 2000s screamo music that which- I, and I, I think prior to trapped there was already like a very solid bridge from new metal and butt rock type stuff into emo and indie rock. And that was uh, Deftones' White Pony. Right, and yeah. This is just a much poorer execution of that yes. idea of synthesis, of, right. of, of crossing over. It's white power, white pony. (laughs) 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 Galloping along with a MAGA hat. Um, But I do hear a little white pony in this this last song, maybe a little bit. Right. It it was surprising how easy it was to kind of 
tune out in certain parts, at least for me. Lyrically was just it was so devoid of any sort of point or or storyline. There were there weren't even like it wasn't even like subject object sentences. You know what I mean? Like everything was everything was a fragment. Everything was a a non sequitur like and and as such, there are no real stakes, just this kind of misplaced, misdirected, angsty anger and, you know, various stages of loudness. Um, But some of the some of the, you know, musicianship wasn't terrible. Some of the I don't know. It, um, It was certainly not good, but it was surprising to me that the different ways that it was not good and and certain ways that it it was kind of passable weirdly hmm. i also don't know i'm now i'm wondering and i i think i'm trying to confront a cold hard truth i'm wondering if if the trapped official guy has just never been hurt and that's why there's no soul to this music <laughs> Dude, no this guy has definitely been hurt but it's because like you know it's because his girlfriend broke up with him and like it's because he got like laid off of his fucking job that he showed up too high like every day at. you know what i mean like this guy like thinks that the world's against him because he decided to drop out of high school to fucking pursue being in trapped so like you know like it, he's got a chip on his shoulder but it's not I don't fucking feel bad for you, dude. Like, I I think this shit sucks. Yeah, I think you should be embarrassed. And I think we should rate the album because we fucking made it to the end. And Stefan, you are a true, honest and loyal stoppy. And you know this show and how it Aww, works. Thank but you. <laughs> we have had uh, such a blast with you today. And you as our guest, you get to decide our quantifier here. We're rating the album on a, on a scale of zero to negative five of something. What's that thing going to be? And go right ahead with your rating. Oh, this is so tough. I give this (laughs) this album negative four point three Twitter (laughs) feuds out of negative five Twitter feuds. That's my my rating. I like the pitchfork style. um, Yeah. You know, odd decimal point. Yeah, I had to. I had to go the tenth, like a true music critic. So, so. okay. So, just justify your your choice. Do you do you want to say anything about it? What makes you give it a negative four four point three? Like overall, I think like when I listen to music that this is that this this bland and it's just like it's so stripped of culture and and human emotion it's like it really is like a phoned in human experience with just the banality of the lyrics and and how it's presented and the music is just so forgettable and it, it's funny because like there are moments like, I agree with you guys where he like the, there is some skill like the musicians or even some of the, the hooks like the, it's not like completely without merit but to be able to take all of our kind of collective influences and in music that we appreciate it and just like just whitewash it essentially I think is is truly awful yeah yeah yeah, yeah no, it I... feels very out of context I know what you mean about how it, it has no culture behind it Hey, white yeah. people, you know, have a culture, sweetie. It's called <laughs> uh, it's called the fucking protests on the state capitals yeah. <laughs> that have been happening over the past week. It's called the privilege of Karens who are trying to get arrested for going to a public park. <laughs> <laughs> 
Listen, they need their cheesecake factory and they need it now. They demand it. And just like that, Trapped has a post, a recent post, where it's a picture of them with, it just says Trapped, 2.4 million listeners, headstrong, 18-year anniversary tour. Anniversary is spelled wrong. (laughs) Plus special openers, I prevail, 610,000 listeners. And then... Silent Planet, only 5,500 listeners. And then the fucking tour. This is where they're touring at TBA, at TBA, at TBA, at Atlanta, Georgia, except they use the wrong. They don't. Okay, they put Georgia as G-E instead of G-A, and they're playing it. There's no E in Georgia. There's no G. No E. And they're playing at the masquerade Georgia <laughs> masquerade pur- purgatory is this real come on this, this cannot is- be real oh my god sponsored by carl's jr trump pence marlboro <laughs> Pand- oh this is it's fake but i love it and i think it's great <laughs> i love it and it's great and then they retweeted it and said this is actually pretty funny we'll definitely do a self-titled 28 year anniversary tour where we play our first album it's in its entirety in a couple years. That's Oh, I fun. can't wait. What an experience it's been listening to this first album all the way through. Yeah. Wow. Seriously, I can't. Really, but really, guys. no, like it has not been an experience. It's, it's, <laughs> it's such a forgettable, like boring album, substanceless album. Yeah. Just, it just, it's just, there's no sort of journey on this album they're, they're giving the same flavors on every song and uh the lyrics it's emotionless i don't feel emotions listening to these songs yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna give this album a negative three twitter feuds wow <laughs> wow all right listen here we go. Even if I was going to give them any points for the music, which I wouldn't really give them points for the music, I would get I would take away less points for the music because I thought it was pretty terrible, but I assumed it was going to be even worse. But Rock Incubus does suck for sure. And this and this shit does suck, but not like to the heights that I or the depths that I wish it sucked. You know what I mean? I think this um, is the best Butt Rock album we've had to listen to. It. Between this, the three Nickelback albums, Hinder and Creed. Creed, yeah. Like, this is the best of those. Yeah, so there's that. And then there's the fact that Trapped is posting things like, NYC has a total of 14,000 cases. The number of fatalities in NYC is 131.8%. I can bet that there are a lot more cases. The average flu kills 0.1% of people who contracted on average. There's that number again. That's, Mm. this is, there's Mm. so many. (laughs) That's a good point. uh, It's not a good point. He did post that. He did. (laughs) I was just (laughs) No, I'm just, you're making a good point, a good counterpoint to me saying that this is better than Nickelback. Because this is the thing. Like, he's, po- I'm not one for conspiracy theories, but blah, 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 blah. It, it doesn't matter. Okay, the point is, is that they're fucking posting fake-ass pseudoscience all over their Twitter feed. They're launching into arguments with Ice-T, who is an actual national treasure. Their fucking shit sucks, dude. It sucks. It's like the music sucks. There's no, again, there's no, there's no depth. There's no climax. There's no 
action whatsoever. There's no stakes to what's happening. It's just completely one note of a fucking forehead against the wall over and over and over again. And then you're blaming black people for making the wall so hard. Like that's what. (laughs) All right. All right. I want to change my rating. I'm changing my rating to a negative 3.7. Yeah, boy. <laughs> well, I'm going to go right in the middle of you two and give it a negative four, dude. These guys suck. These guys really, really, really suck for so many reasons. And this kind of fucking ideology is insidious. It's so dangerous. It's super fucked up. But the music is disappointing in how occasionally accidentally competent it was. <laughs> but either way, I hate them so much. And uh, I, I, I wish ill upon them and their family. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, negative four. That's my rating. Damn, go um, off. <laughs> you guys fucking suck. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't disagree. <laughs> All right. So we want to thank you, Stefan. Oh, oh thank you, guys. I had such a blast. It was really fun to, to be on the show, and I really appreciate you inviting me on here. This yeah. was uh, a dream come true. Listen, I, I, I could have, uh, this is the perfect, it was a perfect marriage. We all <laughs> needed to, <laughs> in, in our, in our quarantine lives where, where every moment is more precious than ever, what we really need to do is spend um, three hours popping our neck veins in, in <laughs> harmony um, to trap. And I really appreciate that. I really, <laughs> it's yeah. been such a joy. What Thank would you guys, what would the 16 year old who uh, met Mike Dunn on the internet or 14 year old that met Mike Dunn on the internet say about Stefan today on make it stop. <laughs> <laughs> he would say that he, uh, he uh, was uh, headstrong <laughs> to take on the fake news media empire of CNN and MSDNC. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. That tracks. That tracks. What are uh, yeah. you got? Anything you want to plug? <laughs> um, I was only gonna say. So I don't know. Have you guys ever heard of in Boston a place called Rosie's Place? Yes, I have. Yeah. Yep. It's like a um, pantry and like community. Yeah. Uh, so in, in the theme of you know, in quarantine's a really difficult time, and just like raising awareness for as many people enjoying different levels of privilege and safety in quarantine and. There's just kind of the, the sad fact that some people may be trapped with their abusers um, during, you know, during quarantine, which is, is just really difficult to, to parse and to take. And so Rosie's Place in Boston is a, is a great resource, I think, for people who are looking to leave these situations um, and need support. I did some research on this before. Um, I don't know if Canadians can probably donate, but I'm not sure how that works. But if you're a Canadian and you're a stoppy, uh, you can also go online and use Google because I'm too lazy to actually give you a link um, and look for the Toronto Re- Restaurant Workers Crisis Relief Fund to help celebrate and support all the people who work in the service industry, who we love and who you know are going through a really tough time um, you know, with, with everything being shut down. So you can throw them a, a, a half pence or so if you, if you so desire, but there's obviously no obligation. So that's it. Just those two little things. I love that. I love that, that so great, much. Stefan, thank yeah. you so much. I think yeah. we should we should do that every single episode. We should like highlight a, a cool local or like relevant org because I, I don't want to say relevant because trapped is the soundtrack to, Re- to yeah, to fuck. fuck. <laughs> I was I was yeah, I was definitely trying to avoid taking that link. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> All right, everybody. So it's been fun. We'll see you. <laughs> we'll see you next time. You can find Stephen, us. thanks for coming on the show. This was my this pleasure, Andrew Lee. Thank you guys so much. Make it stop. You can find us at www.makeitstoppodcast.com or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Make It Stopcast. You can email us at makeitstoppodcast at gmail.com and let us know what you think, but uh, give us suggestions for future shows. Always looking for fan input. That's how we ended up with Tonetta. God damn, that was something special. Um, every every week is, is something special. So we, we really uh, appreciate hearing from you. We would love to get uh, positive reviews, especially because I guarantee you that Chris Taylor Brown and all of his bot accounts are going to uh, come right after us with this one. I guarantee he listened to the very, very end. I Yep, you know what, Chris Taylor Brown, I am a fat Bernie bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, let us know what you think. Uh, we appreciate you. See you next time. Bye. Bye. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.